This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. My.AFCON2010.com My.AFFCON2010.com Your social media source for AFCON 2010. The Trade Show, where affiliates always attend for free. Sign up today at My.AFCON2010.com Check out photos and videos from our past events. Plus, check out our blog and discussion forums. Start socializing today and tell your friends to sign up now at my.afcon2010.com. Sign up today at my.afcon2010.com. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Affiliate Marketing Insider explores the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of one of its most recognized experts. Stay ahead with this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. It's time to get inside with the Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to another edition of Affiliate Marketing Insider on webmasterradio.fm. I'm your host today, Wade Sisson. Joining me today are Brooke Schaff and Linda Woods. Many of you know Brooke and Linda. Uh, Brooke has managed a number of top affiliate programs, including Zappos.com, Shoes.com, and Edmunds.com. As you know, he and his brother Forrest created Schaff Consulting in 2006. And of course, you all know Linda, who is a co-host of this show. Linda founded Partnercentric in 2004. She's often credited with creating the concept of outsourced affiliate program management, and her team has managed a number of top programs, including 21st Century Auto Insurance, the eBay Partner Network, and Quicken Loans. Brooke and Linda are here today joining me to talk about their news announced earlier this week that Schaff Consulting has acquired Partnercentric to form Schaff Partnercentric, one of the largest OPMs in the industry. Welcome, Brooke and Linda. Thanks, Wade. It feels, uh, it feels different to be on the other side of the interview microphone. <laughs> uh, welcome, Thanks, Brooke. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, why don't we start today by talking a little bit about the process you two went, to, went through to form this new company. Brooke, shall I go first? Um, yeah, please. After you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess it's been about a, a year ago when um, Brooke first um, uh, talked to me and suggested that this might uh, be something that they would be interested in doing. And uh, at the time, that sounded like uh, something worth worth pursuing. Um, I have been uh, running partner-centric for a number of years. I actually started my own company in, in 2000 doing internet marketing and affiliate marketing. And so it's been a decade of, of, uh, of pretty hard work. So um, I thought that maybe this was a good time to start looking at other opportunities. And uh, Brooke and, and Forrest popped up at just the right time to, uh, to discuss it. So there were a few hurdles along the way, but we finally managed to put it together and um, and announced uh, the acquisition 
formally yesterday. Yeah, I think that's a nice summary. Um, we've been really pleased to have some very uh, in-depth conversations with Linda, and she's certainly been a good partner in having those, um, which is very important because it's not easy. So a tremendous amount of work has gone into this, um, not only, of course, with the three of us, but with everybody else who's been involved. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate what everyone else has put into this, um, and we're very excited for what the combined entity is going to be able to do. Well, and one thing that I wanted to add, too, is that um, there are very few companies out there in the affiliate marketing world that I would have entertained an offer from at all. Um, so it's basically because of my respect for what Brooke and Forrest have done in the industry that allowed me to even consider this because I, um, you know, I've always run partner-centric with an eye to excellence and making sure that we were doing the very best that we possibly could, not only for our clients and our affiliates, but for the industry in general. And I've been passionate about affiliate marketing for a very long time, since 1998, actually. So um, I wanted to make sure that my family, which is my partner-centric team and clients and affiliates that are associated with uh, the clients that uh, we've managed, were comfortable with the decision and so I knew that they could find a good home with uh, Schaff Consulting. Well, thank you, Linda. It's very nice of you to say that. And well, we've it's seen true. A lot of, we've seen a lot of positive remarks out there since this was announced yesterday from people in the industry and a lot of congratulatory emails being sent. And, Brooke, a lot of people are kind of wondering now, what is your vision for this new company? What are some of the goals you have now that you are managing one of the largest OPMs in the industry? Well, um, what we really want to do is set a gold standard for affiliate program management. And the model for affiliate management is not going to change. What it boils down to is, you know, affiliate programs are very time-intensive, and you need to apply um, experience management uh, in a certain way. So what we're hoping to do with the new entity is take advantage of a lot of the talent that exists on both sides of the, of the company. Um, Linda has some really great people uh, at Partnercentric, uh, including yourself, Wade. <laughs> and um, then we also have some great people on the shop consulting side as well, so these people know how to do their jobs. They know affiliate marketing really well. So we're going to provide the same level of service that we have to clients and to affiliates and for our other relationships in the marketplace. But we're also going to be able to take advantage of some um, uh, the size of the company to better manage information and to really leverage that uh, on behalf of the parties we're responsible to. Absolutely. One of the things that has always made Shaf consulting and partner-centric different is their commitment to helping affiliates succeed. That's something that we're seeing people comment on since this news was announced. And so I thought I'd ask you, Brooke, if you wouldn't mind, for those affiliates who haven't worked with you before, what is your philosophy of working with affiliates and how do you try to help them succeed? So I think one way you can say it is that um, affiliates are like your customers. They buy into a program with their time. Uh, obviously, there's a financial incentive for them to do that, but it's at the base, you know, it's a business relationship and you have to really make an effort for that relationship to succeed. So the most important thing that we want to do for affiliates is be very responsive to their needs uh, as much as we can be. Realistically, that's going to vary from client to client because certain clients will be able to, for example, um, offer special creative or promotions or certain um, technical fixes that others can't. And so <clears throat> we typically cannot change that on the merchant side. We can certainly encourage them to do certain things and say, hey, you know, if, 
this is the opportunity for you to take advantage if you can devote internal resources to it. But if it's not there, at the very least, what we can do is understand that, communicate that with the affiliates. And so that's really the way that we see ourselves helping them succeed. You know, affiliates um, know their own businesses. They know their own spaces. We want to understand who they are and how we can best work together. If there's not an opportunity for us to work with them today with any of our programs, then perhaps there'll be an opportunity for us to work together with them tomorrow. And we want to keep those communication channels open and you know, work with them uh, very diligently, um, respect who they are, and understand who they are. Absolutely. One of the things that is true of an OPM is they have to spend equal time focusing on affiliates and merchants. And I know one of the, one of the challenges as an OPM is to find those merchants who are ready for an affiliate program and who you can really help succeed. What do you look for when a merchant approaches you to make sure they're ready for your help and that they'll be successful? This is a really great question, and this comes up all the time in our sales calls. When we talk to a retail merchant, what we typically say is, our, uh, we do not want to manage your program if it's not going to be profitable within a reasonable time frame. That time frame typically being, uh, say, nine or 12 months for a retail program. If you assume that the affiliate program will generate a 10% incremental lift, then a $5 million online retailer will be able to generate, over the course of a year, about half a million dollars in affiliate sales. Now, those obviously are not hard and fast numbers, and people have very different experiences. A more realistic range for a retail program will be something like, say, 5 to 20% of sales, even a little bit higher. For a lead program, uh, the ratio of affiliate-driven sales can be even higher. It depends on a lot of factors. But within this general ballpark, we want to enter into the relationship knowing that we think there's a very realistic chance it's going to be profitable within the parameters we've discussed with the merchant client. So that's the single most important thing for us to do on a sales call. If the uh, prospective client is smaller than that, we'll talk about some other options that might exist for them in the space. But realistically, because of the economic advantage we have in specialization, nobody's going to be able to do a better job of management for less money than we can do it. And I know that that's always been the case with partner-centric as well, is you know, trying to get out there and make sure that the merchant is ready for success before we take them on. So I think that's one thing that's going to remain consistent. And consistency is always important in this area, and that's something we've seen people on the forum asking in the last few days is, if I'm already an affiliate with Shaf Consulting or partner-centric, am I going to see any changes in the near future with my management? So the short answer to that is no. It's really important for us to have continuity both for our clients and both for the affiliates. Um, we want to manage teams as effectively as possible. We want to grow as a business, which means we're going to need more members on the team, um, there being a certain ratio of how many programs a, a team can manage. Um, one of the other questions that came up along those lines that I definitely want to address is, People asked about, you know, if, if I'm working with um, a program manager at Shaw Consulting right now and I'm working with a program manager with partner-centric, does that mean I'm currently working with two program managers? And in the short term, the answer to that is going to be yes. Um, in the, I think the first year of our business, we actually tried for a while to create a portfolio system where one of our team members would manage, say, a, a couple hundred affiliate relationships. And he or she would be the go-to for all of those affiliates for any programs that existed within the company. And while we didn't think that was a poorly conceived idea, we found that it didn't work out well in practice because with the communication and the negotiation level that goes on for uh, an affiliate's needs at a certain level, 
you often need to be working with a direct client contact uh, on the on the agency side on our side so we're very eager to work out a system that provides affiliates with all the service that they need with um, as little effort as possible or I should say you know as a uh, few points of contact as possible etc but we know that often affiliates have special needs that really require the person managing the program and interfacing with the client to deal with and so um, it's going to stay that way until we work out a better system if it is possible to work out a better system because certain things may seem like a good idea but just may simply not work out in practice and um, it's worth noting there that there is potentially saving grace in the sense that if the combined entity is now managing some 40 programs, you might have, say, two or four managers at Shop Partner Centric you're working with, but that's probably better as an affiliate than working with 40 different in-house program managers. And if I could jump in here just a moment, too, um, one of the things that we've done at Partner Centric, which I, I'm sure Brooke will be evaluating, is um, we have someone on uh, the team that was primarily the funnel for information that the top affiliates wanted to make sure that the people that they worked with, the partners they worked with, were aware of. So um, only one person on the team, in this case Stephanie Lewis, was the funnel there. And so what would happen is many of the top partners out there, of course, have their own kinds of promotions. So they're deciding when they're going to run specials on, on Mother's Day, for example, or you know if they're going to do something specific for a sports event or if they're going to do something specific at a, at, at a different holiday um, or um, a theme, you know, maybe a green theme or or a spring theme. So what they do is make sure that their uh, upcoming promotion is communicated through one person at Partner Centric, um, and then Stephanie, in this case, would distribute that information out to all of the managers who then would, in turn, contact their, their particular um, client that they're working with, the, the merchants that they're working with, and see if they want to participate in that kind of thing, and then kind of uh, aggregate all of those things together and send it back through Stephanie. So that's worked pretty well so that the top affiliates don't have to keep track of who all of our individual managers are. Um, now, I agree with uh, with Brooke completely that, um, you know, on, on just a one-on-one -on -one basis, if an affiliate needs something specific about a program that they're working on right then and there, they've got a problem or an issue and they have a question, then dealing with the, with the manager on that particular program is always going to be the best way to go because that particular manager um, is empowered to communicate on behalf of the client and on behalf of the company to to resolve the issue with that uh, with that person immediately. So it, it you know it may seem like uh, it may seem to an affiliate that they have to deal with a lot of different managers. But like Brooke was saying, they're only going to be they're going to you know they're going to know two, three, four, or five maybe at the most managers uh, in the combined company um, and and are working with those across maybe ten or fifteen different programs. So um, I just wanted to clarify that point. Um, one other point that I wanted to make that, that comes up to me a lot when I'm at trade shows, which is a, along the same lines of, of this particular question, is um, 
uh, neither Partner Centric nor Schaff Consulting nor the new combined entity Schaff Partner Centric is actually a network. We're not a network track a tracking network like Commission Junction or LinkShare or ShareASale. We're simply a management agency. So in that sense, the affiliates actually belong to the programs um, that they're running. So they joined Commission Junction or ShareASale or whatever, and then they're joining the individual merchant programs and we're basically the manager so in a sense the affiliates don't really belong to us and I, I just want to make that clear so that affiliates know that we work across multiple networks for multiple different kinds of uh, programs and that we're essentially uh, going to bat for them uh, you know, to the merchants program that they're involved in, or if there's some sort of a tracking issue, we'll go to bat for them with the particular network that they're involved in. So, you know, we're we're kind of the um, we're the person that that is uh, I don't know Switzerland kind of. So, I just want affiliates to understand that that we're you know we're we're really working on their behalf to help make money, and I know that that's uh, Brooks' particular viewpoint as well. Yes, that's a good point, Linda, and I think it's a, we need to take a brief commercial break, but when we come back, I want to explore that for a moment, the relationship between OPM firms and the networks. Um, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. More Affiliate Marketing Insider when we return. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with Revenue Wire, conversions have increased dramatically. Revenue Wire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
We now return to Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Insider. We're here today with Brooke Schaff and Linda Woods talking about the newly formed company, Schaff Partner Centric. Before the break, Linda was talking about how OPMs work for the affiliates on behalf of merchants, but I wanted to have you both talk a little bit about the relationship between OPM firms and the networks and how that has evolved over time. Um, well, I'll jump in here. Um, I've been doing it the longest. It, it's it's interesting. Um, when I first started, when I first had the idea to do outsource program management, um, that was a, gosh, it was way back. It was about, um, it was about 2000, 2001 when that started happening. I was a consultant. I went by the name Affiliate Goddess. A lot of people in the industry still know me by that name. And um, what I found was that uh, all of the networks were really focused primarily on transaction fees. And so they were interested in bringing in the merchants and, you know, and attracting the affiliates. But the problem was is that neither the advertisers or merchants um, or the affiliates, publishers we call them now, knew really what to do. Nobody really knew what to do. So it seemed to me that there needed to be uh, someone who was uh, managing that particular channel to help both sides understand what the other one's needs were. So that's when I first decided, you know what, maybe we should just do this for the, the merchants because they don't seem to really have anybody on staff typically who specialized in it because it was such a brand new industry um, and it was such an important channel uh, and could be so incredibly profitable that I thought, gee, you know, if, if, if they were really being handled well, um, not unlike a sales manager in any kind of a sales organization, then wouldn't it be great and the sales would go up? So that's when I uh, first came up with it. At that particular time, none of the of the um, agency, uh, I'm sorry, none of the networks were were doing management. None of them were, and there was really nobody else who was managing programs um, as a sort of an agency setup. There was a a few um, a few individuals who who might have a couple of accounts, but that was it. So um, uh, one of the things that happened right away uh, over the next year or two, uh, as as my original company grew and then a few other companies jumped in, was that the networks jumped in. So clearly, they saw an opportunity to um, to increase revenue by managing uh, these these uh, programs. So that that's really the first thing that happened. And then the second thing that happened was they wanted to try to shut any other any other agencies out. So for quite some time, um, there was not what I would call a friendly relationship between uh, the major networks and and the agencies. Um, there was a time period there where um, there were there were two particular times where me personally in the company in my company was not even uh, permitted to attend CJU. Um, Commission Junction's big, uh, big thing. What was funny about that was when I worked at Commission Junction, that's where that was my first job in the affiliate industry when they were just a brand new startup. Um, CJU was actually my idea. So I was in marketing at Commission Junction and I really believed in this whole education thing and, and um, created the concept. And it's still going strong today, some 11, 12 years later. Um, but it was funny, they didn't even want me there. <laughs> then things started, <laughs> you know, so, uh, and I, I'm sure uh, Brooke can attest to that, it wasn't always warm and fuzzy. Um, but it's really changed over the last couple of years, particularly, uh, particularly with um, Commission Junction and uh, 
and and Google, who, who was uh, Performix for quite some time, um, they have a, a warm uh, relationship with the agencies. Um, to some degree, LinkShare, although I think there's still a little bit of of um, um, of old school there at LinkShare in terms of working closely with agencies. They prefer to keep it, you know, keep all of their uh, clients uh, in, in the nest and not know that there's anybody else out there who might be able to manage the programs better. But that's really the, the evolution that we've seen. And, and I think the reason why it's worked is, is that because we are, we're a third party. I mean, obviously, if you are a, a, a management company, if you're a manager and you're working for the network, Clearly, you're going to be pushing only the affiliates that belong to that particular network, only the offers and the technology and the software that are offered by that particular network. Whereas an agency like ours, um, we're we're free to to um, to find affiliates who are belong to other networks and invite them to join the programs. Um, we're free to use different kinds of software uh, products to try to locate affiliates or communicate better with affiliates. Um, and of course, we can suggest other networks that might help a particular uh, merchant advertiser uh, succeed. So uh, that's that's really what why I think the agency concept has, has caught on so well. It's because of our expertise and ability to see the entire channel from a bird's eye view, so that we can best pick and choose whatever elements work best for both our clients and the affiliates that belong to their program. And Brooke, has that been your experience as well? When Forrest and I came along in 2006, I think that the fever had sort of broken uh, on this issue. I understand that there were definitely, um, prior to that, some <clears throat> strained relationships between networks and agencies um, going definitely beyond partner-centric. Um, that situation uh, has since changed, and uh, we enjoy very warm relationships with networks, um, including Commission Junction, Google, uh, ShareSale. Also, um, uh, LinkShare has definitely reached out to us, which has been great, and um, it would be nice to do more business with them in the future. And I think the basis for this is that the um, uh, the ecosystem is more clear now, and it's clearly understood that agencies bring value to the table. We can bring we we can bring clients to the networks because we cannot be tracking ourselves. Furthermore, when we manage a program, the program is going to generate more revenue and be less of a hassle for any network that we're working within. So there's a very nice symbiotic relationship there, and um, you know, we um, are well positioned to put any prospective clients in the best possible place for them. So um, that's clearly a, a good setup, and it's uh, sustainable for long-term value. I would be yeah, I wanted to just... Uh, I wanted to just jump on on that uh, for a moment. I think probably uh, I'm I'm glad that that Brooke brought up that point because probably the biggest reason why agencies, um, I'm sorry, that networks have warmed up to agencies is because um, the programs do better under uh, agency management. So once they come uh, come with an agency management, someone who's really looking after it, the program grows, which means the revenue grows, which of course means the transaction fees to the network grows. And they can't possibly manage every program out there. So I think they finally saw that this is a great partnership. And, and so that, that warmth exists now. And, you know, we're being honored at, uh, at, at events like Commission Junction. Um, Partner Centric was a, a, a runner-up in their um, best agency 
um, awards last year, and I'm sure that the new uh, I'm sure that the new Schaff Partner Centric will win this year, and and there's lots of uh, lots of opportunities for uh, for for the networks to and the agencies to coexist uh, in a positive oh. manner. Oh, Linda, bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't, don't want me to think this, We huh? can hope. We can hope. <laughs> well, I have with me today two of the leaders in the affiliate marketing industry, and so I'd be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to ask you both where you think we are as an industry right now and what trends or um, innovations you're seeing for the future or thinking about for the future. I know, Brooke, you're on the board of the Performance Marketing Association, which is the new uh, watchdog group for our industry, a fairly new organization. What do you see as the biggest challenges or opportunities facing us in affiliate marketing this year and beyond? Well, there's, um, there's a few parts to my answer for this, and um, uh, even in doing that, I might overlook some things, but what pops to mind um, right away for me is um, legal issues, uh, value proposition, and standards. And so with legal issues, um, you know, any, any of you who are listening to this show is familiar with the um, nexus issues. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we are still battling that. Um, we've made a lot of progress. Uh, Colorado was um, uh, a good win earlier this year in the sense that um, affiliate marketers at a grassroots level were able to get out and convince the legislators this was a bad idea. Um, unfortunately, Colorado passed some reporting legislation that's problematic for internet uh, retailers, but that's a separate issue that actually does not affect affiliates directly. Uh, that issue is still burning. It's going on this year. It's going to be with us for a few years in the future, and uh, satisfactory resolution is probably going to need. Uh, it's probably going to require a favorable court ruling, as well as a, a proper implementation of the streamlined sales tax. In terms of um, standards. Um, this ties, actually kind of ties in with the idea of value. You know, uh, the Performance Marketing Association would like to continue to work in terms of uh, communicating what best practices are, uh, defining and identifying uh, practices that may or may not be desired. Um, you know, different marketers may choose to do different things, but it's important that the people they have relationships with uh, have some kind of uh, insight into what it is that they're doing. And so that's, um, that's a lot of work to be cut out for us. Um, it would also be nice along those lines to create a fraud database. And um, in terms of the value proposition, you know, that is the basis for affiliate marketing, period. There's the old joke about uh, waste half of the money on advertising or, you know, half of the money spent on advertising is wasted. The advertiser just wishes he knew which half. Well, with the Internet, you can track through from an impression to a transaction. Um, what you're looking at now with people who are scrutinizing the budget is uh, very good for affiliate marketing because people like to see uh, provable value uh, driven by the advertising, but there's also some confusion caused by click path issues where a uh, customer is going to be touched by multiple marketing points, and there's no, there's no real satisfactory answer to that because right now it tends to be tracked based on last click. But if you move to first click or some kind of uh, attribution across the clicks, that's going to be problematic as well. So we need to determine what information uh, that we can have reliably, reliably there. That's going to be that's going to change from company to company, and then um, how that information is recorded. So I'm a huge believer in, in affiliate marketing. Um, I always have been, and I think that time just proves this is a stronger and better channel when there is a strong intentionality. 
affiliate marketing should be the best way to capture value for the affiliate as well as a, a good ROI for the advertiser. So uh, we need to basically stay on top of these issues as an industry so that all of the parties who are involved um, feel like they're being treated fairly. You know, that's the network, that's the affiliates, that's the advertisers, because that's where the money comes from, of course. I'm confident we'll be able to do that, but it's going to require uh, awareness and education. That was really that was really well put, uh, Brooke. He, uh, one of the things I like so much about Brooke is that he um, uh, really grasps all of the um, issues that affect the industry and is smart enough to be able to come up with solutions and um, ideas that uh, help further the, the, the industry's goals. So I appreciate that about uh, Brooke, and I'm really glad that he's involved with the Performance Marketing Association because uh, then ho hopefully some actions will, will um, continue to take place along the lines that he discussed. Um, I would highly recommend that everyone listening to this call, if you haven't yet joined Performance Marketing Association, to do so. Um, I think there's some new uh, pricing for affiliates that's been announced recently. Maybe Brooke can talk to that. But the point is, is that the industry has grown up. Um, it's here to stay. Um, it's over a decade old now, um, and it works. Uh, advertisers have seen over the years uh, that their programs can, uh, in fact, contribute a great deal to their bottom line, especially those that apply resources to it so that it's being managed effectively and professionally um, on both sides. Uh, those advertisers who have tried affiliate marketing and put very little into it have never really identified a, a manager or they've just like turned, you know, turned on the tracking and then let it go have seen sometimes disastrous results. Um, so it's, it's important that this channel is looked after as carefully as any other channel where they spend money. Um, the thing that's really exciting, if I can just t uh, hook on here to, to what the future might bring, um, you know, we're seeing an, an amazing amount of opportunity that exists in a few areas. Um, one would be mobile. One would be in uh, paper call. I'm just delighted with some of the uh, technology, specifically Ring Revenue that we interviewed on this show recently, um, so that affiliates are able to take advantage of using an 800 number and be compensated for sending uh traffic through an 800 number, there's a tremendous opportunity there because there's just a huge volume of people who still use the phone to order things. Um, so that's amazing. In, in mobile, there's the opportunity to uh, embed tracking codes, to have very specific text-based uh, promotions that are texted out uh, through mobile phones to, to users. Um, so I think that that is a tremendous opportunity. Um, you know, I, we're still seeing growth in, in um, blogging, uh, particularly in video blogging, be, and embedding tracking has never been easier in all of that. And, and really, the big picture is is that there are millions and millions and millions of advertising dollars out there and with every passing year some of those millions it might might even be billions I don't even know there's so many zeros there but there's a percentage of that money that is being moved from traditional advertising um, you know television print radio etc it's being moved over to the online sector and um, 
in the online marketing sector, there are a number of different channels. Of course, search is very large, email is large, just media buys in general, buying ads is large. But uh, affiliate marketing is getting a large piece of the pie with every passing year as well. So it continues to grow because there's tremendous opportunity in the advertising world and specifically the um, internet marketing world as advertisers start to see that you can, in fact, track, and that's speaking to uh, Brooke's point that he made a, a minute ago, is when you're dealing with online marketing and particularly uh, affiliate marketing, you can you know the statistics of every possible thing that could happen. So you're tracking, you're tracking it all, making it a, a very, very uh, high level of, um, uh, of advertising buy because you can track so well whether it worked. So um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in because I'm also incredibly passionate about affiliate marketing and always have been, and it is primarily because of that trackable feature that I continue to find exciting for advertisers and also the, the, person, the personable side of it. Affiliate marketing is about people. It's about forming one-to-one relationships, and um, one-to-one relationships in business partnerships are what works and have always been what works. So in a sense, this isn't a new industry at all. It's one of the oldest industries there is. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today for Affiliate Marketing Insider. I'd like to thank Brooke Schaff and Linda Woods for joining me today to talk about the new company, Schaff Partner Centric. For those of you out there who'd like to know more about the programs they manage, you may visit Schaffco.com or PartnerCentric.com. You may also follow them on Twitter at ShoffPC. Thank you, Linda, and thank you, Brooke, for joining us today. Well, thanks so much, Wade, for having me. And I wanted to also thank all of the listeners for tuning into this show. I've been doing it for um, two or three years now, and I've really enjoyed it. But this is my final um, program, so um, I-, I wanted to thank everyone for listening. Please do continue to listen to the show. I know that Wade and Brooke will always have some interesting things to throw out there, and I'll be uh, I'll be listening. So hang uh, hang in there, Wade. Uh, you're doing a great job, and thanks everyone for listening. And good luck to you, Brooke, with the new. Uh, company. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all uh, plays out. So um, go team. Thank you so much, Linda. 